How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. The Huddle, Mike Max, Pete Nigerian. Joined by Brian. Is Brian there, Charlie? I'm here. Oh, hey, Brian Sanifer, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm bad. How you doing? Good. Brian Sanifer runs the Sizzle program in St. Paul. It's an institution in AAU basketball. We want to talk to him about that and the products that they've put out, plus some of the gang violence that we see now and how he's seen that uh, over the years. This isn't new to him. Brian, let's start with, you know, people are always talking about, and, and here's Chet Holmgren sitting out there at Gonzaga, and there they are, number one in the country again, depending on the poll. Uh, how good is he? What's his upside? Where does he end up going in the draft? Um, I think, you know, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm biased, but I just think, you know, when you look at his body type and you look at the body of work he's put in from high school to AU to to uh, Gonzaga, you, you can't. You, you, after a while, the way the game is played right now with his position as basketball, I think he is definitely the number one overall prospect in the draft because he affects the four in all three facets. He, he affects floor. He can shoot it. He can handle the ball, and he's a defensive. He's a defensive pro, major problem on defense in, in basketball, which we haven't really had a really great shot shot blocker in the NBA since probably what maybe Marvin Webster, human eraser. Would you say, Maxie? <laughs> We're going back now in time. I guess. I guess I hadn't thought about it, Pete. <laughs> hey, Brian. I tell you what. It's such a pleasure to have you on and, and get a chance to ask you some questions about about what's going on within the Twin Cities and, and AAU basketball and all the rest of it. But as, as far as Chet, I got one more follow up question. Did you did did you see that the the talent that he had at a young age? And he's obviously worked extremely hard to be able to be such a great ball handler for such a tall man. And the multi, you know, dimensional work that he's been able to do on both sides, as you mentioned, of the court is that something he has worked basically tirelessly on, and you, you, you being one of the folks who's helped him out to make sure that he's a very diverse uh, basketball player with the ball handling skills that he's got. Yeah, you know, the big thing with, with it is just be honest with you. His dad is obviously an alumni of yours, Pete. Obviously, before we started, I was letting you know I was a big fan of yours when I came up in high school, man, in middle school. So, oh. you know, without saying, go for alumni, Dave Homer and his chest dad, he brought him to the inner city right away. You know, I know you guys both were a product of the south side of Minneapolis, and Dave brought his son into the environment with us at a very young age. So Larry Suggs, Jalen Suggs' dad, does all the skill training with the kids. So what Larry did is he always trained Chet as a guard. So, you know, 
when he was sixth grade, Chad was in and out between the legs. Seventh grade, in and out between the legs. Three, but you know, Larry always stressed because when they would play up so much, the only way they could score is that they shot three pointers. So mm-hmm. that was one. That's one thing when people wonder how he's able to shoot the basketball so well. Larry Suggs basically put the whole the 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 the, the, the three point the three point in his game, the ball handling at a very early age, and then you could just see the progression. I mean, what Chad was. Six, sixth grade, he's probably six four. Then he seventh grade, maybe six 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 five. Then he made a jump from eighth grade to ninth grade, where he was about six nine and a half, six ten. And then you could start seeing then, okay, this kid here, he's got all the guard skills and he's blocking shots. He just was so weak. He might have been a hundred pounds soaking wet then, you know. And, <laughs> But the bottom line is the only way he could score back then was to shoot jump shots or beat guys off the dribble. So he'd have to shoot a mid-range. He'd have to shoot a floater, which Larry put in his game, and shoot threes. So he just kept getting to the point. Then you're talking about that ninth grade jump. Well, shit, by the time he was ninth grade, when we won the state championship his ninth grade year, he was 6'11". Then, you know, 6'10", I think 6'10", maybe, with, you know, with like a 7, you know, 7'2 wingspan. And then at that point, you know, you know, we used to get so many breakout dunk stuff because his ability to protect the rim with Jalen, he blocked shots all the time, and it'd just be like a track meet for us. So, you know, I could see, I told his dad, I mean, I told Larry it was about ninth grade, I said, I think he's going to be a pro, you know. Hmm. And Larry agreed, and, you know, we went down and played in a big event in Milwaukee at that time with NY2LA. We played against uh, uh, Mac Irvin Fire, a really prestigious program out of Chicago, EYBL team, and we played against, like, Khalil Whitney and those guys, and, Chet had a tip dunk in that game in front of all of the scouts. That was kind of like the signature play where it's like, okay, Chet Holmgren's arrived. Right after that happened, you know, he got offered by Texas A&M. Then, you know, then Rich Tino offered him. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. then here we are now front and center on what he's accomplished over the last, you know, six years since then. And it's just been uh, it's been great to be a part of his, his, his development and his, and his whole story, man. You know, Brian, you, Brian Sanford's our guest from the Sizzle AAU program in St. Paul, and we could go on and on. Jalen Suggs is back in the lineup. He had a good game the other night. He was injured for a while. Uh, Prince Legbe is on, you know, having a good year at Minnehaha Academy. I mean, the list is long and storied. But there's a different side to that that you and I have talked about a lot, Brian, and, and that is, you know, a lot of the kids that you, you have had over the years, and you've done this for a long time, uh, a lot have had success, but you also see those that have fallen to, to the streets. And, and we see a, a, a situation where Deshaun Hill gets tragically killed by someone that we don't, we don't even know. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any rhyme or reason. And, and, and you've observed that kind of street life sometimes with your kids, and you've lost a lot of kids uh, to, to gun violence over the years. Uh, explain what, how do they end up there? What happens? What What is it that we're really fighting out there as we try to keep these kids on the straight and narrow? Um, I just think you're fighting uh, homes that are, you know, a lot of homes with single moms raising raising a lot of the kids, you know, or a lot of times kids just raising themselves. You know, I think uh, I think in the inner city you see so many uh, uh, mothers uh, trying to raise their children. There's no strong male figure at home, a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when their kids get involved in games, it's it's part it's kinda like a it's like a cult almost, you know, it's like the big homies are the guys who, you know, who are the ones they turn to. You know, you might have they you know, they're always got kids that need money. So they might have to be you know, there's a game called a stick up boy. They might run around and, you know, you hear about these carjackings and stuff like that. So much of that's predicated on kids 
always in, in a survival mentality, mental, mentally, you know. So you get into that, and then sometimes you run up on the wrong person, or you might, you know, there might be you know, so many street drugs where maybe the rival gang has got a whole bunch of marijuana or cocaine, and they know where the stash is, and a lot of times they'll go rob them, and then after the fact, the gang that they robbed finds out that the, get the other, other rival gang did it, then you see what happens on these streets. A lot of times, you know, you can be the wrong place at the long time. The wrong time. I mean, the the Sean Hill kid. You know, I've been hosting basketball tournaments for years, and you know, he's a kid that has come through my gym. And I remember when he was little, he would come through the gym, and uh, you know, you could have never, you would have never imagined the last time I seen him when his little guy that this would be his his situation. But you know, a lot of these neighborhoods, a lot of innocent people, as we know, the the little girl that was killed uh, this past summer. A good friend of mine, uh, that was his granddaughter. She got shot through a window, and she wasn't intended. But that's the recklessness that these these kids have out in the streets because they're they're really fighting over turf and fighting over their little – their turf is based – predicated upon what they call their neighborhood. And uh, a lot of them – their neighborhood is their family, not even their own direct family, and that's where we we go wrong with a lot of this stuff. But you have to understand, until you're in that environment where – you don't have food to eat. You don't have – you can't get the nice clothes. Well, then, at the end of the day, when you have the older, bigger homies in these gangs, they bring – maybe, you know, they bring them into a situation where they can get some of that by doing certain things in the streets to become a member of that, that affiliation of that gang. And then this is what the, 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 the takeover is from it. So, you know, at the end of the day, I probably lost, I don't know, 15, 16 kids to gang violence over the last 15, mm. 20 years that I've been doing AU basketball. Wow. Pete? Such a sad thing, Brian, and don't ever give up. I know you won't, but, uh, you know, the, the, these kids need somebody. They need somebody like you. They need a little bit of leadership. They need somewhere to go, whether that's at the gyms. I was at the, the central basketball courts just a few months ago, um, and I loved seeing how many kids were out there playing and, and doing the right thing, not, not, not out on the streets doing the wrong thing and getting caught up in, in so much that's going on, and I know you'll keep the fight going. Um, back to basketball for just a second, just to – This Chet Holmgren, one of the things that I thought was one of the most fun things that I got an opportunity to see, and I just stumbled upon it, uh, you know, when it happened, but with when he was at Steph Curry's basketball camp and and that video where he was going heads up with with Steph. Tell us a little bit. That showed me just how much progress you guys have helped create to that he can dribble and he can handle the ball. But to go around a guy like Steph Curry, who we all know how great he is, and put a dunk on him. I mean, you must have been smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, I was sitting baseline at the time. I was actually sitting with Rod Strickland. I was sitting with all the NBA scouts. They were all side to side. So I turned to Rod Strickland at that time. We are watching. And Rod, this kind of coincidence, Rod's kids played in the Under Armour circle with us. So we had been kind of met through that. They were watching. And they were kind of going back and forth. Steph hit a big three and started laughing. And kind of, you know, they actually put Jalen and Chet on the same team. So mm-hmm. it was, I mean, Jalen and, uh, and Steph on the same team. So they're kind of trying to show up Chet a little bit, see what, you know, to get Chet going. And Jalen hits a three, Steph hits a three, Jalen gets dunked. Next thing, you know, he kind of talked a little, chirped at Chet. Chet <laughs> told him, oh, no, he, he, he said, okay, here you go. Chet comes down, in and out, puts, 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 puts the same move on Steph that Larry, Larry Suggs has put into his game, and he dunked on him. All I can say is that you had to be there to feel the electricity go through the gym when he did that. And, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, I got some certain quotes, you know, Dwayne Wade saw me this summer in Las Vegas at Summer League, and he's like, you, 
you coach, you coach, you're, you're Chet say, you coach. I said, yep. I said, because Dwayne Wade was one of the first NBA players that gave Chet a shout-out on ESPN Sports Center <laughs> about that move. You know, that became viral. And I think that day was the signature of where Chet Holmgren is now. That kind of took him to the next level on a national scale. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. the judge, Sierra Canyon came in with Dwayne Wade's son and LeBron James' son a couple years ago and uh, played Minnehaha, which is, you know, many played through the sizzle program that were on the Minnehaha team was with Suggs and Holmgren at the time. And, uh, mm. and, and, and Minnehaha lit him up. And, and uh, <laughs> it, the two things, the, the two takeaways from that, I, I think, uh, uh, Brian, were number one, the, the place sold out. Once people knew there was a good basketball game in Minnesota, they, they flock. They love basketball more than I think a lot of people <laughs> understand or realize. And number two, it wasn't even a game. I mean, Minnehaha was so much better than Sierra Canyon. What did that night do nationally for the program? Well, there's levels, you know, there's levels to all of this, you know, you know, you a lot of people try to emulate what we do. And I think that, you know, I look at guys that were pillars in the community, basketball community that I looked up to. I looked at, I remember Kyle Alamini and those guys, Coach Ingram, and when they beat Oak Hill Academy back in the day when Will yeah. Avery was on there, Target Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a signature point in high school basketball. I remember Larry McKenzie when he had his son and, and Terry Pettis and those guys, they were playing a lot of national teams, you know, Oak Hill and different teams like that. Those yep. are the guys that I took the blueprint from with, and I took it to Larry. And me and Larry always said, to get on that level you but you have to have star power at the end of the day you know there's certain there's certain certain people that try to do certain things similar to what that is and it's hard to simulate that both teams had star power we had two lottery picks look at how many kids in that particular game are in the nba right now zaria williams nba bj boston's in the nba Back then, you know, Bronny and those guys were more so just role players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in D-Way, Bronny uh, James, you like mean, now, yep. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, D-Wade's son's in the G League with the Utah Jazz, the team that his dad owns. So you have to have similar star power because for a high school game to get 17, almost 18,000 fans, and there was only one game that day, that, that, is, that is total star power that the kids have generated with their performances on, the, on opposing circuits. And basically, that day was no more than – then the EYBL, which which is predominantly, you know, all Sierra Cannon versus Under Armour School, you know, and it was just it was a great event. I think it was a great uh, national publicity for both programs. Even though Sierra Cannon lost, they're still recognized as one of the top programs in the country. Many highs take a little bit of a hit, but at the end of the day, I think many highs done some things that no high school program has ever done. I mean, just the fact that they're the, their high school coach is probably the only coach I know of that has back-to-back top five picks in Minnesota history. I don't think that's ever been done. So, you know, there's some things that he's done and uh, as a coach. And, you know, he's allowed myself and Larry Suggs to come in there because I know Pete knows Minnehaha was never thought of as a basketball hotbed <laughs> when he was in school and it wasn't when I was in school. So some of the things they've done, I think they've, they've, they catapulted in Minnesota history, but a lot of it is just me and Larry Suggs watching the, the Tony Queens, the Dan Brinks, Mr. Ingrams and, and Larry McKenzie's and guys of that magnitude, we followed that blueprint. We just tried to take it to a whole nother level. And I think we've been pretty successful. And it's guys like you, Mike, Max, and Pete that have noticed that and a lot of the other ex-athletes in the area that have come support what we do, man. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you very soon. Appreciate it.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.